Dude. <laughs> hey everybody. It's Bren here to tell you about a new offensive ability that is certain to take your Overwatch game to the next level. <clears throat> no, I'm not talking about the uh, the seismic slam, the dragon strikes, the earth shadows. I'm talking about T-Mobile, baby. The new meta in wireless. They have America's largest 5G network covering 215 million people nationwide and nearly 6,000 cities and towns. So when you stream, when you game, when you flank or push, you'll know that T-Mobile's got you covered. I can tell you a story right now about my time when I was in a barn in Oklahoma working gaming <laughs> off of the 5G network, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sully your time with that because I know you want the Overwatch gameplay. But even better, their nationwide 5G oh, network yeah. works indoors, outdoors, covering thousands of miles while the competition only covers city blocks. It's just another way that T-Mobile's nationwide 5G network is changing their game. Rank up and take your wireless game to the next level with T-Mobile and visit T-Mobile.com today <laughs> and your game will thank you. You just read like the whole thing. Hey everybody, welcome to Plot Chat episode yeah! 39. We are sponsored <laughs> now by T-Mobile. Pog Champ. No, this is not a special Mobile. episode. This is just a regular episode now. Yep. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. This is the new normal. Where, I the do not normal. have a run of show. Uh, so. <laughs> oh my god, you know, Although we have a presenting uh, partner sponsor now, Dude. it's still the same show. Yo, uh, look at this. Brand... You guys are going to go we crazy over this. We got no T-Mobile mugs, and one day we'll combine them together. Just smash them together, Brendan. See what happens. It'll probably <laughs> nah. we'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, nice. Thank you. Thank you. D this week was nuts. I mean, outside of us just rolling in the money from T-Mobile. I mean, <laughs> the Overwatch League was just crazy. Yeah, I know oh, we, got a big, gonna... uh, we have a big block plan just talking about Washington Shock. Yeah, oh, that game. 14 Mention seconds. quickly what all the Magenta is about. What do you mean? What do you mean? T-Mobile. Yeah, it's T-Mobile. Did we not talk? We, we literally it's just talked about T-Mobile. Yeah, it's everywhere, yeah. What's wrong with yeah. that? I don't know. You're just kind of like, the, the viewers are like, what's with the T-Mobile stuff? You know, that's what I imagine. And it's like, yeah, they're dope. And they're here now. We love T-Mobile. On the podcast. What, what's your point, Johnny? Oh, yeah, what, what's the point? <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, like, we're partnered with T-Mobile. <laughs> yeah. I believe that's what we all just shouted <laughs> yeah. for, for, oh. for about 10 to 15 seconds. Anyway, let's oh. recap week 20. Uh, we got, uh, <laughs> not the viewers know. They know Let's now. Segue into they know now. We got to we got to jump into it quick because you don't have much time, um, Johnny. But the uh, the starting <laughs> nothing I wanna, happened. I want to start things off here with the Dallas Fuel versus the Vancouver Titans match. <laughs> what a depressing game, dude! Watching that unfold. Uh, Where do we even begin? Well, Decay firstly with decay, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Before we even get into like the whole decay not playing thing, though, it's just going to be like twenty minutes of us discussing the drama around it as well. Yeah. But yeah. they, but Dallas looked shocking even without decay. Huh. Just like even yeah. if even if you had just 
change Decay's name legally to Only God, and he had had a really bad performance. You don't even need to do it legally. It's his nickname. He doesn't have to change it legally. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And honestly, Only God didn't even have a really bad performance. It just wasn't yeah. a carry level thing like Decay. But the, their team just like forgot how to play. Like they just turned their monitors off or something, and their brains with it. Uh, I mean, I I do think the Titans have gotten better. Yeah. But to see them three O the fuel yeah. like. Titans it's, uh, it is not pretty. You know what? Titans, yeah, just Titans, came a, Titans just came off a 3 0 uh, loss to the Toronto Defiant. Like, that ain't a good team. They've never uh, beaten anybody before. Right. But th this loss, it's, it sucks for Dallas. It's a brutal loss for Dallas. But I'm almost just happy that Vancouver got a game uh, yeah. with all the crap that those players have gotten through, like coming into the league now and whatnot. To see them win a game uh, in that type of fashion, I enjoyed seeing them win and seeing how excited. Uh, but it is. I mean, this is a fuel team that we thought would start to make a push towards the upper half of NA. Yeah. Uh, without decay, they look like they are quickly going to be towards the bottom half. Oh, oh yeah. Somebody in my chat said it beautifully earlier today. They were like, my God, without decay, the Dallas Fuel were a top 20 team. <laughs> they are. <laughs> They're a top 20 team. They're a 20th place team without decay. It well, seems. it's like... Uh it's like when LeBron was on the Cavs, right? And then he leaves, and then it's the same team, but they go to, like, one of the worst in the league, but then you just add that one player, and it gives that, like, firepower to be able to be one of the yeah. better teams. The, the uh, I mean, after that control map, they just looked boomed. Like, they seriously just looked boomed. Yeah. Like, mentally, they were just distraught. Like I be boomed against a team that's a bunch of contender players just picked off the street. Well, it's sort of like they knew, you know, like yeah, they, 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 they had knew it was going to be a loss. Like, that's what it felt like anyway. Like, yeah. you were just watching this match and you just had that feeling like, oh, no. Well, and you could uh, tell by the players like, yeah, no. <laughs> have you guys been involved in series like that before where, like, you have the first map and immediately after the first map, even when you're telling your teammates, like, we got this and we're going to win, you know, deep down, you're like, oh, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of fucked I knew here. this was going to be a 3-0. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, as soon as you see the starting roster, well, actually, no. no. Even when you saw the starting roster, you were you were you were expecting it to be like a a closely fought victory uh, for Dallas. If control goes the other way, does this series change at all? You think? No, they boomed, but they boomed as soon as they entered the server map. The the idea that they were boomed after map one, I think, is wrong because, just simply because they had already entered a state of boomage before they'd even entered the <laughs> yeah, server. They... Because there's no way the rest oh. of Dallas sit down without decay and and. They're like, oh no, don't worry. Like, we'll be perfectly fine. Absolutely trust that everything's fine. You know, Only God will take his it, place. It, we'll all play exactly yeah. the same. The thing that annoyed me, though, about this match was that it just showcased that Dallas, much like a cat trying to cover up its excrement after it poos, they, the, 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 the decay is really just only covered up their mistakes that they need to fix, you know? Like, you're only, you're only hiding the problem. You're not, you're not taking it away and fixing it. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. I mean, there, there's been various times in the season just recently. I'm just moving on, like, screw that. No, dude, like, just garbage. But, like, we were like, oh, you remember that one time Note played good Sigma against the Shock? Oh, you remember Crimso? Like, he's actually, like, looked pretty good at times. But now it just fell to pieces. Like, did those players look better because DK was in the lineup? Like, what's going on here? Because it all just kind of fell apart. Yeah, they're four and eight like if they didn't have decay i can think of one game they won against the valiant that definitely would have been a loss without oh, decay yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. uh, so you knock them down to three wins is this like a two win team not saying <laughs> that going from 
two wins to four is super impressive. But well, here's yeah. here's the head coach uh, Arrow's um, quote on it, uh, yeah. and he basically, I mean, to summarize it, what's up, Bo? What do you want? Recording? Get out of here. <laughs> the the. the <laughs> Get out of here and hide your excrement, you yeah, filthy Dallas Fuel player. Huh? Yeah. You cat. <laughs> the the uh the tweet from Mero essentially said that they what they were running with Onigod because they wanted to give Decay a break before playoffs. Yeah. Or before the um the summer showdown, and that they wanted to try a new system with Onigod in place. Yeah. So yeah, well, um, I got no, hold on, I got this. Yeah, I, got I got this quote um from Arrow. Um and I got this actually before the game. Mm-hmm. Um so, and I was very transparent, you know, with her as well, that we would run it during the game break. Um, and I was very sincere about it. And, you know, I know it was a match day. Um, I think, I don't know. No, yeah. actually, actually, you know. No, no you, you like, can't go down this long path and about to make an emotional statement and then just say no and then just look into the distance and not say anything. Well, I feel commit. like because I got the quote before the match. Yeah, yeah. Arrow, uh wrote like in the quote as well just like we're confident we'll beat vancouver yeah. titans uh without the k um if i had done something differently as the guy who like got the quote initially and asked him about it i would have probably given the quote to brennan josh so they could run it pre-game um because i think it you know the, the quote hit extra hard when you're down o2 <sighs> and then I did you think- show like like, yeah. oh, we're confident we'll beat them. We're down, <laughs> down 0-2, by the way. And people didn't know that, that I got it before the game. Yeah. So exactly. I felt kind of bad in that regard. You know, I, I, so here's the thing as well. Like, some people were pretty, you know, at various social media or whatever. They were like, hey, you know, the, the halftime game break desk, they weren't hard enough on the Dallas Fuel for doing this. But I felt, as the analyst in that situation, where I got the quote from Arrow. I would have felt very unprofessional getting the quote and then shitting on the quote. So in that game break, I felt like I submitted my analyst reins to become like the one providing the insider information and then let other people like do their thing. Um, even if I, I, enjoy, was, I enjoyed yeah. dunking on him once he came back to us. <laughs> I mean, even if it was before the game, I think people would have still would have given crap to Arrow. But I think what people need to realize is sometimes as a coach, there are certain situations that are potentially out of your control, right? Where this one, you know, depending on what you believe in terms of Ruber, what I could not could have been something that's not even really under his control, right? Uh, so of course he's going to say like we're confident in the players we have. He's not going to be like, well, you know our stars out today so we'll just lose roll over and die like that's not gonna yeah. happen like, i mean you- did you see this though dallas fuel followed up at, at like 12 p.m on the 22nd yeah. which is earlier today when we're recording it on monday so the day after their match they had like dallas fuel sat down with arrow and recorded this video where he was explaining yeah. and it's a lot of pr speak but crucially there's an, an extra piece of information in here where they say Uh, We're a team that believes in giving players a break when they need one. And Decay wanted a break. Decay asked for a break. And this follows Brad, the head coach or GM or whatever the fuck he is, for the the Atlanta Atlanta Reign, saying that the rumor was that Decay had benched himself. And Reddit went wild with this in the weirdest way. Like, they immediately just saw Brad was lying. Like, why the fuck would another coach just randomly lie yeah. about someone benching yeah. himself? Yeah, I think, I think uh, Decay came out, though, and said that that was well, not I just find case, that weird but... in the first place, that a coach would be commenting on that. 
on rumors. Oh yeah, it is. It is, it is without yeah. a doubt weird. But just because it is weird, you can't just dismiss um, yeah. why he did it in the first place. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. it's a shitty thing for him to do, and therefore he is lying. You know. I, <laughs> Yeah, I was like, it's reading like, it, what the fuck? And also the people saying, there's no way that Decay plays Valorant. He streams Overwatch all the time. And I'm like, what? A lot of people stream Overwatch constantly, but they still have more hours in the day and they might be playing Valorant on the side. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a sticky situation. I think it's also because Decay was playing so well for Dallas that it's really kind of sparked a lot of... Uh, emotions with the fuel fans because this was a yeah. year where things were actually looking like it was going to trend up uh yeah. and now they're kind of seeing some of those uh bad things that they had earlier like a repeat of the last the two years yeah pr pretty yeah. much it's kind of it's kind of like a it feels probably very similar to the last two years here's my can... thing though oh go on johnny go on okay. i'm gonna start I, I just um i can be a bit sympathetic for fuel fans that had the expectation that even without decay they should have been able to beat the vancouver titans i think any reasonable you know analyst or whatever yeah. if they had the the lineup before the game and were like okay only god is playing we're still going to predict dallas fuel mm -hmm. because we have enough confidence yes. in their supports and tanks to win that game that's where i can understand the frustration yeah. um and so with that in mind you know i've been pretty hard on the dallas fuel on watch point on pre and post show because i've been like you're you actually have a pretty shitty record and you know it's time to get some wins you know you need to win like you look good in the main melee finals but or not, not the finals but in the main melee tournament but you know those wins don't really count as much as the regular season wins like you need to be able to win in the regular season too so i can understand the frustration from the fuel fans but i'm not ready to just blame one single person in this case, Arrow, for what is going on. Like, it seems it yeah. seems suspect. Like, there's a lot in this situation to unpack and a lot of stuff we don't even know about. So I, I think you have the right to be upset, but be a bit more cautious about where you direct your anger. Yeah. Because it seems pretty and messy. And the one thing I think you can say about the Dallas Fuel just as an organization is where, you know, some teams have sucked for a while and... They haven't made like big changes, right? But look at how what this team's done like each year to try and improve the roster. It's unfortunate some uh, sometimes it just hasn't worked out in terms of who they picked up and how things have gone. The but at least you're seeing them rabid, make att attempts. The field well, fans I mean, are rabid. Do you yeah, remember like? Uh, do you remember Kai Kai when he was the whatever? I can't even remember <laughs> the if he coach, coached yeah, the he GM the coach. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I remember the fuel fans just they. That team, bro, I don't know what it is. I think it was the arrogance of them coming into the Overwatch League as, like, the envy team, you know? And well, just... I, I mean, they suffered a lot of the same things that the Soul Dynasty suffered from early on, yeah. right? I mean, these are two teams that in the first season of the Overwatch League, everyone was like, oh, the Dallas Fuel and Soul Dynasty are going to, like, dominate. Like, it's like an old, yeah. like, rivalry that'll now become new again. And, like, the first match between those was hype. And I think by the time we got bound to the other one, it was like, who the hell cares? Uh, I mean, yeah. it was just, uh, I, I think it's teams that have such a fantastic history attached to themselves. Uh, but it was a different time of Overwatch, and it's going to be completely different teams. Uh, but those fans still expect those types of results. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, the, I mean, the Dallas Fuel have sucked for so long, and you can say that, all oh, right, they they did... Uh, some job at trying to retool the team but they still have players on the roster that have like gone old and crusty three years ago and then they've also had the same kind of 
coaching staff that's dragged them through every year's iteration, iterative process without really improving. This year had to be the year for Dallas to improve, and, and oh, yeah. they yeah. they haven't yeah. so far outside of Decay looking incredible. And when you look between the lines in this case, I feel like it screams mismanagement. And not for the, like, Reddit reasons of of them, like, believing the, the um, you know, believing the PR indication of, like, oh, they why the fuck would Aero bench decay? Like, obviously, that was that was nonsense from the outset. But even when you take the facts as they are presented, that decay, for whatever reason, decided that he needed to take a break right now. Well, let's dig into that a little bit more because we've just come off a huge fucking break from the main melee. The guys just had a week and Three a half weeks. off. Oh, well, yeah, was it was it two weeks, something like that? Like, the last time like, that Decay played... You don't played, get the full time off. You, it, they, as soon as they found out Hero Pools, they would have been scrimming, and probably scrimming as well a little bit beforehand as well. But if a guy needs a break, and you can tell that, then you sit him during the rest period, during the break. You don't sit him when there's actually matches, right? Or you don't... You would rather get ahead of this and actually sit him during the time when there's no Overwatch League games. So there's, there's clearly some reason why Decay wants to be... Uh, wants to be rested right now. It's also highly unfair to Onigod because yeah. you have created a team culture where people don't respect new players coming in enough to be present to let that guy shine. You have He's essentially good. just said to Onigod, hey, fill in for Decay, our carry player, and yeah, you're not probably going to be playing this role ever again. You're not really going to be playing the the Tracer. You're probably going to be playing the Widowmaker, Ash kind of player, but eh, fuck it. You know, we, we really need this win against the Titans and Decay is having to be rested. That doesn't make any sense. That puts way more pressure on Decay. Uh, sorry, way more pressure on Onigod. He's now lost to the worst team in the league, a, a team that no one else had lost to at all, and that's just going to yeah. boom his confidence moving forwards. And that, again, is like, if you had a functioning team uh, culture, then you would be able to show that that's a really important time for the Decay Boston to be effect. in the roster. It's a shame too, because Onigod's a really uh, nice player, very good player as well. So like, mm -hmm. I think like Fuel fans like don't get the best look at him early on. No. And it's like, oh, like, who is this guy? Like he must suck. Like he is definitely, that is definitely not true with him. Uh, he is a very fantastic player. But I think like Josh said, he's playing a little bit out of role trying to fill in. What this match yeah, highlighted I'm to me personally as well was that I was always quite high up on the tank line of Gamsu and Note, but I didn't think they looked good at all in this match. And like, if Decay has been covering that, then I don't really know what to say. The, normally the thing that we, we go on about is the coordination that they've built up after playing with each other for so long. But the, this team was all over the place in this match. Like, I don't yeah. even want to go back and rewatch it. I just have to rethink it, relive it through the <laughs> cast, you know? Like, that, that That match was terrible from the Dallas Fuel's perspective. They were so uncoordinated. And one player yeah. coming in shouldn't have that much of an impact like that. Yeah, no. I mean, they were in a disadvantage already because Vancouver Titans played two hitscan players in a double hitscan meta, and Dallas Fuel played Doha and Onigod. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you yeah. know... Best case scenario, they would have played Decay and Only God in my mind, anyway. So you know, didn't you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I right. think if you're a Dallas Fuel fan, I think you have to wait a little bit longer before you ask for someone's head. You know, um, mm. but if you know the rest of the season goes to shit, then I can understand uh, that you want major changes within the team. Yeah. Uh, well, I think there's just no question in that case, right? Because if this year goes badly, when you have t players like Dallas and uh, Dallas, when you have players like Decay and Doha on yeah. the Dallas Fuel, then 
Aero has presided over the 2018 to 2019 shift, which generated no results. The entirety of coaching the 2019 team, which yeah. generated no results. And the shift from 2019 to 2020 and the whole of 2020 that generated no results. So, I mean, if you're presiding over that kind of span and nothing's going well, then, yeah, I think you're well within your rights. Yeah, I also, and... though... Oh, go on. No, I was just going to say, this, this is his rebuild. You know, that's all I was going to say. Yeah. I'm also concerned about, like... This might not be an isolated event. If Dallas, if Decay, if Decay's desire to rest and bench himself, which this is, right? The PR statement from the Dallas Fuel has not refuted the idea that he decided to take the break himself. It's come from the player. If if Decay's decision to bench himself uh, has been going on for long enough that other head coaches have like got wind of it because yeah. i was also told by a different source that wasn't brad as well the exact same thing so if this is starting to float around as a rumor then wh who's saying that he's going to be back in to play against the toronto next yeah week? who's yeah. saying he's going to be back in to play the summer showdown who's saying that he isn't looking for an alternate well, home like no one's saying that he's going to move to valorant but he might be profoundly unmotivated and looking for somewhere else this could all be on the with well yeah. within the possibility. Yeah. I also think you just need to be quite careful as well with hearing outside information. You gotta you can always think, Josh, you know, what do these coaches benefit from letting this rumor circulate out? Yeah, you but that's the way it happened. <laughs> it's you know well, I mean, in my, in, in my opinion... Oh, I'm going to mess up the fuel now. Let's yeah, but am I thinking rumors. too five-head about this? Am I thinking too five-head thinking that if you're a head coach and you're like, okay, well, Dallas has got decay, but you, if you're saying something to try and circulate this rumor that hurts decay and Dallas to a lesser degree, but it really hurts decay at the end of the day, if you're saying he's, he's playing Valor and he's prioritizing another game, that's going to hurt decay if eventually he wanted to move to another team. How do you benefit from that if you're Brad? Well, I don't know. Maybe pick him up as a player for Chief? I don't know. There's there's always reasons sure. that people will do something. I don't think, though, that the PSYOPs warfare is what Brad's trying to do yeah, here. No, no, no. That, no, no that's what I think. But here's the thing, though. Josh. Here's the thing. The people that try and play those kind of games are never smart enough to play them in the first place. What? You know what I mean? Huh? You always see the it happen. The people who are smart enough to play the games don't are play not. them. Are but not because you because you'll never game. be able to tell that they're playing them. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see. But it's mean. so but, obvious from Brad saying on Reddit saying, "Oh, well, there's a rumor circulating that this happened." Well, like, well, apparently the reason that he said that he came out afterwards and he said the reason that I'm saying it, even though it seems unprofessional, is because the Dallas coaching staff are not going to be able to say that. So he wants right. to be able to say like it's not on them, you know, to like try and save Arrow, who's in a similar position to the like Brad has okay. been in before, yeah. to be yeah. able to say, okay, like. You might there might be some problems with Arrow and the team culture that he set up that has caused this issue, but it's not like Arrow has decided to bench their star player because he's just out of his brain. Yeah, mm. interesting. It just feels weird too that like one party is like Decay asked for a break and Decay on stream is like don't believe it, and I'm like what? Well, well I, I think he he's never said don't believe that he wanted a break. I think he's saying don't believe they're... prioritizing another game. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That probably yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Because it does but, hurt yeah. decay if 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 you're putting into question his work ethic, like yep. it does hurt him, and he's one of the more valuable players in the league. Anyway, I think we should move Why away from this topic. Why tiptoe around? Just tell us what's going on, dude. Like, there's so much shit. Fuck yeah. the rumors. 
now I curious let's move on to a team that actually <laughs> has improved from their acquisitions Sorry, the Hongjo Spark this is a team they've they've now got architects playing some matches they've got QOQ as well in the off tank role yeah. at the start yeah. of the season um, before we came into it I looked at the Hongjo Spark I had to write some articles on them um, I, I got a bit pissed off because I was on holiday and I didn't really know how to <laughs> write English um, too well but when I was looking at the Hongjo Spark and writing my pre-season pre article on them I had to say that this team had not made any acquisitions or upgrade, upgrades really they had Coldus and Mika um, who yeah. were two two Chinese-speaking players in a Korean-speaking roster. Doesn't really make too much sense. Couldn't see them playing. Um, and I, I thought they looked a little bit kind of mediocre. They had a good finish in 2019, but the, they didn't make any upgrades. These are very sizable upgrades that now make the Hongzhou Spark, in my opinion, the second-best team in Asia. Discuss. Me, me and Josh talked about it on a head-to-head, and... I think I, I really I think you took the side of Seoul Dynasty being the second best team in Asia, but I, I really think it's going to come down to Hangzhou in New York. Uh, I think with the acquisitions yeah. that Hangzhou has made, I think they can really start to put up good fights against anybody. And I also think they're a team that will excel in multiple different metas and scenarios. Uh, the only thing I worry about with Hangzhou is whether they figure out those metas and scenarios fast enough. Uh, to be able to kind of weather those storms. I, I mean, <clears throat> second best team in Asia right now is clearly the Guangzhou Charge. They've just beaten like the other competitors this week. But as for like the future, yeah, I could definitely see Hangzhou improving a lot, especially when you consider that these acquisitions were fairly new to the team. And like they even started uh, Mika for one of their maps. Right. Um, yeah, I was playing Mercy, right? Yeah, yeah. He was playing Mika. Mika actually played for four out of six of the maps against the New York Excelsior yeah. in that match that they won. So that's that's pretty impressive stuff, especially when you consider that he's uh, Mandarin speaking uh, as yeah. a Chinese player. like that. I thought the coldest would be the next Chinese player to be integrated onto the Spark instead of Bebe, but instead they sub out IDK. It's pretty I know, interesting. Um, I know now that I've said that Hangzhou Spark, I think, are the second best team in Asia. Uh, I'm going to get the plebeians screaming at me from below <laughs> uh, when I'm sitting on my ivory throne. Um, saying they, they lost to the Guangzhou Charge, man. What <laughs> Is that what the people in the comments sound like? Shut up, Timmy, okay? I'm not <laughs> saying that they're immediately going to be the best, but I think with these acquisitions now, on paper, this team has a long way to go, okay? Just and need what, to clear to, that out. They go to five games of Guangzhou, right? So yeah, it wasn't yeah. like Guangzhou like blew them out. Uh, no. And then this week we have, I think it's on Sunday, Guangzhou, New York. Uh, so that'll be another game where we get to see who potentially uh, rises up in the Asian region, which yeah, it's, it's funny. We point. talked about these teams. Like, I feel like we've kind of given up on Seoul Dynasty amongst all of this. I, uh, you know, they look pretty good too. Profit did anyway. You know, they did some mistakes, but Profit looked good for the most part. Uh, Josh I'm, was I'm reviewing kind of the like game, on the verge yeah. of forgetting about Seoul. Like, I think they're, they're always going to be a contender, but I don't think they'll ever be a top team this year. They make too many mistakes. They they make too many mistakes and they play comps that are super strange. I don't know, man. Like they they're just so inconsistent, and it doesn't seem to be something that they can improve on. It just seems to be a just a feature. It's like yeah. don't worry, the inconsistency isn't a bug. It's a feature. We love they're, losing some they're, games. They're, they're consistently games. inconsistent, which is uh, yeah, not great. Horrible. Kind of place I don't know where it be. stems from because it's you know Ben in the Lono Spitfire and now the Soul Dynasty, and I just like. 
What's yeah. And this is one hey. of the reasons that we weren't high on Seoul in the preseason was because they had picked up all of these players from London. And we were like, but what happens if the, you know, the just the shot calling of Bedosian <laughs> leads to them spiraling? The London side wins out over the Seoul side. Like, well, guess what? It looks like it kind of has, which well, is I mean, a big pity. I'm, I'm, you know, I was still hoping, like the dream scenario would have been that Marvel would have been the main tank. And then maybe you upgrade Mitchell to a better off tank. And now, you know, and now they have slime as well. And maybe you would have been able to like offload some of that onto these off tank and main main support players that hasn't been with uh, the original core for the past two years, right? But, but instead, yeah. we're in this funky situation where we have gesture on main tank and Marvel on off tank playing like a Sigma, and it's like it's I, totally think I, saw, I think I saw I think I saw something that they haven't won a series uh, that they've made substitutions in out of their main like roster. Like any series that they've kind of fluctuated from like Toby, Bedoshin, Marvel, uh, Gesture, Profit, Fits, they haven't won. Didn't Slime win a series recently? Or am I going crazy? It, it may have changed. I think no, I saw no, it. Got, like that was the one where they got boomed by New York. Yeah. Yeah, I could believe it. I mean, the same same applies to Shanghai, really, as well, isn't it? Like, whenever uh, I was they just looking to see uh, how, many, how many maps they've even played Slime in. I think it was just one money. series. I think it was just yeah. the three maps against New York and they got shit slammed. So I'm just weird. kind of upset because I was, I, I was actually a pretty big fan of the Soul Dynasty roster last year with KDG. And I know some people were upset about the fact that they had two different rosters or like doing the 12-man stuff, I yeah. recall correctly. But now it just feels like the Soul Dynasty of 2018 almost performance-wise. And I'm like, <laughs> where's yeah. the progress, you know? They look Architect so talented looked great. last year. Architect looked really yeah. sick. Yeah, I mean, some to, to drive it back to the original point, Architect did look really good. QOQ, I think this is a team that, as time goes on, and they are just going to mesh even better together. Like, the coaching has never been the issue to Hungja Spark, has it? I think it's just been that there's been no. a, a potential limit. There's been a ceiling with some of the pieces they've been using, some of the players they've been using. And now that they've brought in some, some new firing power, I, I genuinely do think that Hangzhou are going to be a real contender for maybe even the top spot in Asia. The the match against Shanghai yeah. that's coming up next week is going to be really interesting to watch, actually, in my opinion, yeah. because we're going to go to no hero pools, and it's really going to be just now this battle between these two teams, whereas Hangzhou have been so consistent all year, all, essentially since their in introduction, right, into the Overwatch League. Yeah. They've always been a consistently good team. Uh, yeah. And I, I think yeah. that just is showcasing how good this coaching staff has been. Now, who are the coaches? I couldn't name them. But the, uh, <laughs> the I, I, I'm expecting quite big things, and I'm looking forward to this that match. That is weird, Shanghai. right? That is so weird. I couldn't name the... I, I know that I've looked it up before, but I still couldn't tell you who the coaches are for the Hunters Park. If you, if you told me, I'd be like, oh, yes. But I couldn't... Right now, I cannot name them. Yeah. I'm going to look it up, because I, I always forget. Why do I feel like they added... Uh, Somebody added SNT yeah, as a coach. Who did they? Oh, oh they added U4. SNT was... Oh, yeah, they had yeah, a, yeah, they U4. Had a U4. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy who was there for the inception of the Shanghai shit it's, show. It's Mask. Mask is the head coach oh. of this team. And I I always forget about him. It's a forgettable name. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not well, a name. You they recently added Peugeon as well, which I, yeah. I don't really know how much difference that's going to make. I heard very hot and cold things about Peugeon with the Titans. But... Yeah, Mask has always done a pretty good job previously. I, I, I do see like like how Hangzhou's like made their new pickups play uh, and and kind of pay off. Like where uh, just seeing Slime just sit on the bench blows. 
Uh, I, I put in that he's played one map, and the stats do not show with anything over eight minutes of time played for him. Uh, so hmm. he has really not been in the lineup or included. Like, if you were going to sign Slime and not play him, why wouldn't you at least make an offer or try to get Janu to play off tank and at least have the option to put Marvel back on the yeah, main tank, know. right? Yeah. Like, like if you're going to sign somebody, why sign a player to just put never put him in? Well, there's a variety of reasons why they couldn't have got Janu, maybe. I, I, I'm a little bit confused as well. You would think that any player would jump at the opportunity to play for Seoul because it would mean that they'd be based, or at least any of the former yeah. Vancouver Titans players because they'd be based in Seoul. Um, but who knows? Anyway, I, I, I do want to... Any final thoughts on Hongzhou here? Huh. I, think, I think they're a team that's going to go uh, in a positive direction the rest of the way. I can't okay. see this team kind of faltering by the wayside. Now this Apex topic is sick. Yeah, it is. This next topic is interesting, and I don't know who put it in, but I'm I'm already agreeing with you because it is the topic of is Sparkle weighing down Paris, mm. and I think this is such a little mm. hot take thing. This is one of those things that you see in the YouTube title to draw in the little tins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is one of those little clickbait titles, and I can I I can kind of see where you're coming from because Paris of they looked. Good early. They've had some ups and downs. More recently, downs. But Sparkle coming in, a lot of people were saying that it was supposed to solve a lot of their problems. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a phrase in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have could have cleaned it up a little bit. Luckily, we're not on cast. The, the A lot of people talked about Sparkle like he's supposed to come in and fix this roster. He's providing so much. He's a very talented player. But what Paris have been, the way that Paris have been employing him and building around him with these strategies have been making me want to slam my head against the wall because they've been playing <laughs> these mercy nano comps where Sparkle plays Genshin and like, what's, uh, oh, we'll, we'll funnel everything into him. And the comp is just so fundamentally shit that oh, they just yeah. don't get anything done with it. I almost feel like they watch the Dallas Fuel play like the unoptimal comps with Tracer and we're like, we can do the same, but just substitute Tracer for Genji. And then it's like, oh, uh, no, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Uh, Genji, Genji is kind of fucking potato right now. I well, mean, until he gets his buff. Well, the buffs, the buffs will make him better. But when does that come in? Is it next week? I Probably two weeks, right? Because it just went live. It went yeah, live last week. Oh, okay. I just think, like, yeah, you can style on bad teams while doing it. But just like they were trying to force it against the San Francisco shock. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What kind of and like especially when Paris Eternal throughout the year has been good at double shield as well and like I know Xe is back in Korea and like has ping issues but you could have just played soon and Xe and like played double his scan played the meta instead of trying to force this kind of Genji thing and I mean Josh can just open up about the Nico Tracer and Sparkle May stuff actually I mean that was that was, that was just horseshit yeah. that was when they played against but, Boston that was really <laughs> just but. stop trying to force Sparkle so much you know I, like uh, I get that he's good on the heroes he's good at like Doomfist Farah Genji May not so much but I've seen him do well in contenders on it but like I like simmer that. down for a bit stop trying to force it so much I watched uh Monty do something where he was talking about like the productions of uh different shows or whatever and he was talking about like when you get this new toy like that's all sparkly you just want to throw it in and use it as much as possible in places that it doesn't make sense sometimes yeah i almost feel like that's what's going on here where like they had a good thing going but i feel like they were built so much on like their teamwork and playing together 
Yeah. And now trying to play around one person's kind of thrown it all to shit. They they had Exe back in for this match as well. So it's not like they couldn't have run Exe soon for a more default stuff. Yeah. And then when you open up on Busan against the <laughs> San Francisco Shock, and you just dial the clock back to 2016 and start fielding McCree Genji. <laughs> McCree Genji. I mean, that, that's, uh, they're, like the, they're like the worst combos to run into. You've got a, like a, a pokey anti-dive person with a hardcore dive person. Yeah, you would have thought they had a... On both at the same time. You would have thought they had a version of the game where the new heroes were behind paywalls and they had to just make up some <laughs> shitty comp with the original heroes. <laughs> and they were just like, oh, fuck it. Well, this is like McCree Genji. That, 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 that works, right? Is McCree in the rotation this week? <laughs> is McCree in the free hero uh, pool rotation this week? Yeah, and then when they went to Gibraltar as well, the weird thing is that on Gibraltar, we've seen the Asian teams actually have quite a bit of success playing the, the same comps that Paris were playing with uh, Winston Sigma and then an Ash Genji. I think it was, actually, I say we've seen them have some success, but that was actually uh, New York who ran it and they got first point held by uh, the Hangzhou Spark. <laughs> but to be fair to the Hangzhou Spark, the Hangzhou Spark were running uh, Tracer Genji dive. So it was a similar it was a similar kind of thing, but they were running a, a Zarya instead. The, the point being that we have seen elite teams in APAC have some success running dive, but not against... Uh, as coordinated an anti-dive team as the Shock. And also, Paris, I don't think, have the personnel in terms of their tank line to properly play with uh, with Sparkle. And I don't think that they have like the, the coordination. It, it, you ha you kind of have to go all in. If you're going to run some kind of dive, then fuck it. Put like Exe or Soon on the Tracer and commit to the dive mm -hmm. and see if you can get anything done and keep trying to scrim it and keep improving your timing. Because otherwise, scrap it and just play Exe soon. This is not the hero pool either. Like Sombra's removed, Diva's yeah, removed, yeah. Brig yeah. is Rick. removed, so you don't have armor. Like, why now? Like, why force dive uh, now? I prepping mean, for like, no hero pools. Yeah, prepping for no hero pools for the overall playoffs, like potentially. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I, they I just... Eight minutes ago, Johnny's like, I don't want to really shit talk the Dallas fuel. And the next one, he just fucking stabs them, dude. He just <laughs> shanking them. I think with, with Paris' match, I, I think they showed <laughs> too much respect to the shock. And this is something a lot of teams suffer from is when they, res they, they get into their own heads probably before the match begins, especially against a team like the Shock, who, how many times have we seen a team just kind of look like a, a scared animal, you know, un unwilling to play how they know they should be playing, but instead they, they start playing a lot more safe, a lot more, you know, secure. I can talk about this from my hey, own personal experiences as well. <laughs> Actually, it's better yeah. than uh it's better i mean it's better they play scared than just not show up at all like the justice uh, justice yeah, played scared as well uh, yeah I, they I wouldn't even call that scared bro they, they were just yeah they sometimes were just they there so they don't get fined the i mean they were there so they didn't get the penalties <laughs> <laughs> tuba was in their back lines and the shock weren't even looking at him man. <laughs> it was one of the saddest games i've ever seen in my life show back there like just like oh yeah just let, let him go I mean, dude, when you uh, look, I love Super, but when you roll out Super on Sigma at the beginning, you are just you are just throwing the BM on, right? I got away. so much hate for saying the during the match. I got so much hate from Washington fans 
He's claiming that the shock were not filled in their best roster at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> Super doesn't even play Sigma when he plays around Dodge Stream. He just oh, doesn't. He's like, oh, oh my no. God. I, I also got a bunch of shock people DMing me saying, wow, I think it's really rude that you just spent the whole time talking about how bad Super Sigma was instead of talking about how good his record ball was. And I'm like, come on, this match was a fucking joke. Like yeah. it was over in 30 seconds and the teams, it was like, I, it was like putting Mike Tyson in the ring with a, a, a small piglet. He just beat the <laughs> crap out of it whenever he tried to pay attention to it. We have that uh, Sigma stat card for crunch time with Super. And I dug a bit deeper in like comments about it. And they were literally just like, oh, you know, it's a really bad Sigma performance. I don't know why they want to highlight that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke, dude. <laughs> like, oh, my Lord. Chill. Wow. Oh, giggle. I remember turning that match on and I maybe watched, I don't know, first eight minutes. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I kind of know what's going to happen in this one. Like, oh, man. Yeah, well, casting like, it was a little bit different as well because you kind of have to be a bit impartial, but how do you be impartial to that? Well, it, it's like you try and find the good with Washington and like where they're improving, what good, right? Like that's what kind good, of what Matt? you look for. They they uh, had actually just straight up <laughs> taken a screwdriver and oh, removed oh. their W key from their keyboard. Well, I, I look, I, I said you uh, try and find the positive. Uh the only, all, I, all I could do was apologize for Washington fans during that cast. All I could do was apologize. I was like, well, well Tuba's a, a projectile player. He doesn't normally play Tracer. You know, they, they've got these new acquisitions. I was making excuses for them. It's a limited roster, right? It's a limited excuses roster. Excuses for this team while players. Yeah. I, it, it's, and also, they've lost a bunch of high-impact players during the year. Yeah. They're trying to retool. They've already said 21 is the next uh, kind of place that they're looking. But still, you want to show some signs of life here in, in 20. But That's what I said. It was just like, if you want to stay in the league as a player, <laughs> it would be in your best interest to perform well. And I mean, I'm not saying they didn't try well, that's, the hardest. That's I'm not tough saying because that. But you, like... don't want, you don't want players to just kind of be like, oh, well, shit, like, I'm just going to start playing individually because if I look good, I'll stay and everybody else can just go out. Like, because uh, you want to foster some kind of uh, uh, goodwill between players and wanting actually the team to succeed, not the individual. But I think uh, it, it's a tough look for the Justice uh... right now. I mean, there's no great way around it. They should sign Josh. Let's move on. Let's talk about the, the match that actually was enjoyable. The Valiant versus Florida match. Oh, my God. That was so good. Boom. Yeah, that was this was, I think, one Ooh. of the best performances I can remember in recent memory from a player. Shaq's actually just... Here's what he did. Slanged out. <laughs> <laughs> he absolutely slanged out of control, uh, dude. Uh, <laughs> The, the Valiant were it, what I loved about the win for the Valiant as well is they've won in a bunch of like odd ways throughout the year at times, but this was just like we're gonna play what you guys kind of started with a lot of like Tracer and like Ash setup, and we're just gonna be better than you at it. Well, this was That's such what an I really liked about it match to watch just because on the basis that we were expecting <laughs> a lot of Tracer Ash, and instead Valiant just kind of played their own game and basically allowed KSP to try and force. It was so fascinating to watch them kind of, they had a strategy in mind and it was working where they were playing KSP <laughs> on the Widow to force yeah. PQB to the Widow so that Yaki now was like 
yeah. forced to try and basically handle this Widowmaker uh, in the back line, and it gave Shaxx all this space to work with. It was sick to watch the entire series. Ch yeah. Chelsea watched like a uh, part of the series uh, in the other room, and then she came in. She's like, "I, I don't get Bren." I was like, "I was like, what, what, what do you, what do you mean?" She's like. Uh, he he just keeps talking about how good this BQB guy is at Widowmaker, but the guy on the other team, KSP, just kept dunking on him over and over again. <laughs> she's like, she's like, is, is BQB that good? I was like, yeah, BQB is pretty good. What, I was no, like, what I was saying I was during like, the cast was, yeah, yeah. I was saying during the cast that that she wasn't happy you he, didn't give KSP enough enough praise. Bro, I gas up my UK boys any day of the week. <laughs> UK Mafia twenty twenty, you already know, but. BQ, what but, I wanted to highlight in the cast was because a lot of people don't think of BQB as a top Widowmaker player, but yes. he, when he has played it, he has held his own and sometimes come out on top of the traditional Widowmaker players that we think of. Yeah. So I, I, I highlight... It's a really good point because you don't see BQB play the Widow that much and we haven't seen it that much this season. And usually in the past, we've seen Saya player play it, right? So people probably don't really understand like... yeah. I mean, BQB is a very good uh, Widowmaker player. It's yeah. just the, the DPS duo of the Valiants is just crazy. They're yeah. ridiculous. KSP had a 1.7 KD, really high KD throughout the whole course of this match. He did superbly well. He went uh, 48 and 28, so great stuff. The, Shax fucking blows him out the water at the top. He, he went 72 for 31. That's just monstrous. Yeah, that's a 2.3 KD oh, while up against Yaki and yeah. BQB. That's gross. Chels and uh, uh, this is a funny story as well. It just shows how, how much recently she's been watching Valiant games. But uh, in the post game, she's like, uh, why are they showing Diva highlights in McGravy? I was like, oh, he's a, he's a Diva player. And She's like, no, nah, doesn't he play Tracer? I was like, that's a very long time ago. I was like, wow. <laughs> I was like, uh, she's like, what? she's like, why is he playing Diva? I was like, ah, positional change. It's all good. Yeah. I would, I would love to see how this match would go without hero bands, and I'm mm. not about to make excuses for the Florida Mayhem, <laughs> but I just genuinely want a rematch because this match had the potential to probably be one of the best in the season but it felt like we only got like we only squeezed out like two two maps worth of juice because hanamura and Li jang were actually pretty garbo i'd like to say anyway and hanamura or not hanamura uh hollywood and uh rialto yeah. were super sick oh. so i would have liked to see how it played out if they if the florida mayhem were allowed to play brigitte uh, Chris status and how they would have stacked up um, in that regard. Because yeah. still, Gargoyle and Gangnam Jin oh were on a whole Gargoyle different level too. Sick. Yep. But it just wasn't enough. Like Gangnam Jin was in the kill feed so much. It yeah. was an insane performance. But still, Do, KSB and Shaq. Do you worry about uh, Chris if they cannot play Brigitte for the Mayhem? I, yeah, I actually think that was a pretty, you know, big deal for the because before yeah. like the brig dive came in he was definitely one of their weaker points in terms of like dying a lot early in fights and yeah. not really getting great ultimate usage off i i do think that's like i don't think it's a major concern right now for florida and i think no. with how hero pools are going to change and like you know the most important times all the heroes are going to be available right so you'll be able to go back to that type of look I don't think it'll be a huge uh, impact on their season, but I think you will see some of these regular season games where Briggs are not available be quite close. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Yaki also being able to play the Echo just opens um, opens them up way more than the Valiant are opened up when Hero Pool's unlocked. This is about the best Hero Pool you could possibly ask for for the LA Valiant. Yeah. And I think the Ash Tracer is still going to be super powerful next week and in the 
in the uh, playoffs as well. Oh, yeah. But Mayhem definitely benefit more from having a hero pool open. So I just wanted, I wanted this to be like a seven-map series, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. a lot of it, when we saw like the grand finals when Mayhem played against the Shock, and same with Seoul against Shanghai, the maps do influence a lot of how... Well, the maps teams. influence so much with this yeah. series. Like it, during the during the cast itself, when it went to King's Row and Shaxx couldn't get away with the aggressive flanks that he was getting away with, because there's not many routes you can go down with King's Row. It's it, there's some flank angles, but it's very choke pointy. It's quite um, it, it's quite orchestrated the way you're going to be trying to attack as a tracer. I think on maps like that, Hanamura is so open. Like a tracer can come from yeah. anywhere, and it, it it really does help when it comes to the maps like that. Anybody got any final points that you want to add? I want to, I'm trying to move uh, this along quickly. I, I, I'm thankful that this match delivered because if it didn't, Sunday would have been a brutal day to watch Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It yep. really would. Would have been horrific. Is Shax the best? Shax has got to yes. be the best Western Tracer, right? Easily. Is Shax the best Tracer we've seen so far this year? Seymour, Seymour Dante for Western, right? What? Really? You would still say Dante? Yeah, Him Dante, Dante had a for great... Western. I said oh. there, there's those two, right? Sinatra. Yeah. Dante, yeah, yeah. Stop trying Sinatra. to make me look bad, Josh. Sorry, I just misheard you. I misheard you. I thought oh, you yeah. said uh, I thought you said it's Dante for Western, and I was like, wow, really? No, it, it, it probably has to be Shaxx for best Western tracer. I don't think you can make an argument against that. I mean, I but Dante did. It but was Dante's, Dante's Dante. not playing against the same caliber of opponent, though, right? Like this is against Yaki and BQB, and he shits on him. But isn't that Dante just unbelievably impressive? Yeah, Who is Dante yeah. playing against, though? Playing against Gladiators. He was playing against He's playing no, against Kevster. Kevster. Kevster, yeah. And Birdring at times as well, to be fair. The, yeah, I mean, it's it's a fair point, Josh, but also I think that the Valiant had a game plan to mitigate how much Yaki could shut him down uh, as well a lot of the time. Yeah. So, but it's a fair point. I think currently, from what we've seen, at least from performances, it's hard to dispute best Western Maybe even best in the world. I think he's... I, I think after the performance last night, he's... It's only between him and Decay, honestly. Like, yeah. there's been some other insane Tracer players so far this year, like Yaki and, like, Fleda, honestly, as well, and Profit yeah. over in Asia. There's Carpe. We can't yeah. forget about Carpe. Yeah, Carpe, yeah. sure, as well. But but Shax has just ascended to, like... The the only other player that's ascended like that was Decay when he just took yeah. the yeah. took the yeah. series but, but against it happens the rarely. But Shaxx does it every time he plays Tracer. Does he? Pretty much. His KD last time he played Tracer was three point three, and I would have to dig into the stats for his previous ones. But I'm I, I think if I just look now at the Overwatch League stats table, he'd be dominating. I mean, I don't know that for a fact, but I feel like he would. I, I put a lot of emphasis as well to like, I don't know that a lot, but like I put some emphasis to like his pulse bombs as well. Like he just displayed such yeah. skill yeah. with Tracer as a hero, like the way he moved around and how he placed his pulse bombs. And like, it felt like you, Bren and Josh were just like screaming every two minutes about the pulse bombs and how sick they were. And like pulse bombing yeah. other Tracers. I know Yaki did it as well, but just like, it was just well, ridiculous he, to watch. He it, always it got unreal. value on his pulse bomb, no matter what. It was like a immortality field getting forced out, or a kill, or a transcendence being forced out. It was absurd. Oh my god. Final yeah. blows per 10 minutes, Tracer this year. 
Um, I'm going to reduce the amount of time played down to 40 minutes because it was at 60. Um, the highest anybody has got apart from Shaxx is Happy and Striker, both at 10.9. So it's like 10.9, 10.9, 10.5, 10.4, 10.4, 10.1, 9.6. So the clustering is pretty close right up at the top there. Shaxx is at 12.8. No, he, my he's, God. He's not just like... He's a pooing, couple of percentiles dude. He's, ahead. he's absolutely pooing. That's absurd. Uh, Striker is higher in terms of eliminations per 10 than him, but I think that's probably because like his team just dominates as well. Eliminations yeah. is also like the, the team stats. Yeah. But I mean, that's absurd. He's also third highest in hero damage per 10 behind Decay and Happy. Oh and Striker God. there is like maybe like eighth on the list or something. And... Uh, uh, his deaths per 10, where is he on that? He's, I can't even see him. Where is he? Oh, he's kind he of like die. middle of the pack. He's hes pretty middle of the pack, yeah. He dies uh, a lot, we, but... He is the best though. Western Tracer, I think we could say. I mean, after those numbers, I would be inclined to say that he might be the best Tracer. It's, I think you could make a good argument statistically. You can make a, that you you can make a case for it, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, the fact, I mean, the point is we're working, we're not working backwards from the stats here. We're looking at the stats afterwards and looking sure, yeah. and seeing, yeah. oh my God. This guy might be the second coming of Jesus. Besides the <laughs> point, let's move on to the last topic that we've got in our recap, and that is um, just talking about Philadelphia, actually. Where yeah. does Philadelphia belong as a top team? Because I, I've been... I, 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 I don't want to say... I, I, my expectations for Philadelphia go down every week. But really? Why? Yeah. yeah. So they're... Yeah, they're sorry. They're 44 I, and 14. From because... I think they play against... Okay, yeah, they've got wins, right? But when I watch Philadelphia, I, this is just the eye test from me. Now, call me an idiot. Call me blind. Call me whatever you want. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but when I watch Philadelphia, I still think that they make uh, mistakes that other teams just trying to break into the elite do as well, right? They're not at, that, they're not at the shock or Shanghai level where these teams are so clean from like a teamwork sort of level where they, they inherently yeah. know how yeah. to play their compositions very well. I think they fair. still make mistakes every now and then. But as soon as they fix them, I think Philly can be considered like right up well, there. Well, I think they're just I think they're just a different style of team in the way that like some of these other teams they play like a really like like how you could kind of compare them to the Shock in Shanghai where they have like this uh, really refined play style. Philly just plays a little bit looser. They rely on like their individual yeah. skill and mechanical skill to fake plays it's a way different style i think of gameplay uh where well, i mean you're relying on your star players to come up big consistently yeah i mean so many times we've been getting shit for like uh assuming people's like mentality and attitude and stuff but it feels sometimes uh and by the way uh kurt i send you a link to our vasts rankings as well he plays philadelphia really low um mm. on discord so if you can pull that up really? um yeah he did actually because he combined the two regions um mm. But you can, it feels like sometimes you can see when they're like throwing out ultimates for fun and mm -hmm. when they're actually trying. Like they weren't trying to cap point A on Blizzard World and like Sado and Carpet combined. So here's Avast power rankings. And he put essentially almost all APAC teams above the Philadelphia uh, future. I can't agree with that. You don't think so? Oh, no. Man, I, I mean, like they're all in the elite tier though. Yeah. APAC is such a competitive region. I actually kind of think that Avast is onto something. Uh, like, do we really think that low of like the Philadelphia Fusion? Like Soto, yeah. Fury, is it, Carpe, is it disrespectful Funny to think Astro, of them? Alarm. But, but you look at... you look. Okay, so the last 
the, the, the weird thing about the Fusion is, though, that they don't play against good teams very often. And so they have an incredible uh, an incredible roster and they get great results. But the last time they played against a good team was just when they played against the, the Mayhem. Yeah, the Mayhem, recently. yeah. Uh, and they, they got beaten in that matchup. And I am not really convinced that they would be able to do any better in the rematch. Like if they played against them again in the Summer Showdown, I'm not yeah, really yeah. convinced that they'd... Like, I, I think that they made a lot of strategic mistakes going into it, but even yeah. if they just straight up played them at the meta, I, I don't know. I feel like Mayhem and Valiant, are, they just kind of have, like, freakish players at the... It, it's just, like, their meta right now. Whereas I really feel like a, people a really are sleeping well a bit on Philly. Uh, yeah, I think there's a lot I think you're of putting them down a bit too much. throwing at Philly here. You yeah. think? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I think this is a team that, like... Uh, I'm... They have star players at like the positions that you need, like like sick players. Like I mean, for Sato on the Winston uh, is really impressive, right? Fury, we know what he can do it off tank. Like Carpe Alarm, like they upgraded with Bunny Asher now, like, and they're fourteen and one. I yeah. mean, it's not like they've they've been as consistent as you could possibly be throughout the season, regardless of hero pool, regardless of meta. Uh, they've had close games, but they they come up clutch in the end. I think I mean, ranking them in the middle of I the think pack the, is pretty rough. I think they're the fourth best team in NA though right now. After Valiant and Mayhem, yeah, I think Shock, Shock, Valiant, Mayhem. So let's say they were. Let's say if they beat the Shock, where would you rank them? It's only I mean, one they, game, but still. Well, if they beat a the Shock, I'd have to ask questions about a Shock as well. Well, I mean, it depends, right? But Not yeah, but it depends. It, because yeah, Shock of course, could come it depends. Out and play really well. But in the match, it's had, like there's a, there's multiple ways they could beat the Shock. The Shock could have a bad week, like they did against Toronto that one time, uh, or Philly could evolve into like you, that elite level But then, if you want team. to make the argument, the the one week that Philly lost, you would say it was a bad week for them, and they could be undefeated. But we don't talk mm. about. I, I think well, Philly they didn't, they came in with well, the wrong Philly strategy in the main melee Toronto. against Mayhem. I actually think they would. I disagree with Sideshow. I think Philly would play better against the Mayhem in a rematch because I think that they didn't do Carpe justice and they didn't enable him properly. I feel like oh, yeah, I agree. Mayhem were always one step ahead in terms of strategy and enabling Yaki and BKB to do well. Um, and wasn't Hisu gone for that game as well? Yes, because he had the. Uh, he was sick. Oh, yeah. was he sick? Oh, is that the. Um... Didn't they play ah. EQL? I actually think they would. Okay. They played. Play they played like EQ on like, like soldier. Sleeping on Philly, Philly here. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. The, yeah. I. I mean. I find it hard though to place them above the mayhem and the valiant in this meta. Like maybe when when Hero pulls open back up again. But even then, like I expect. I don't know. I, I don't I really feel know. I think about the valiant because I feel like we're giving KSP and Shaq so much credit. But do you this not was think they're perfect meta? I. You know, I don't know I think, what the meta is going to be with no hero pools, right? But I feel like, well, two weeks we ago, can't have we too saw much. No hero yeah, pools. you'd assume it's yeah. somewhat close, and it was pretty close to this. I'm, I'm I mean, just saying, I don't want to I don't want to label Valiant as like a perfect team by any means because I do think that, for example, Fury and oh. Gargoyle are both better than McGravy on Sigma. <sighs> yes. And for the main tanks, <laughs> Sado and uh, uh, and Fate against Dreamer, like. Alarm, you know, like there are a lot of positions here to keep well, in mind. And like, I know KSP and Shaxx are sick, but like, yeah. But at the end uh, of the day, I don't feel great. At the end of the day, Gandam Jin and Gargoyle outplayed their opposition and they still lost. So, like, it, it's clear that some roles just have more weight to them, right? Yeah, yeah, but was that for this meta specifically or for no hero pools moving forward, too? Yeah. Do, are you, are you, should you even uh, isolate hero pool performances? 
like the way you even do power rankings becomes very complicated. It does, which yeah. In mind. Uh, I, worst, what Philly is fourth in NA. Absolute worst. worst. Yeah, yeah I, I, absolute, absolute worst. 100% every fourth. Uh, and then I think, you know, we could argue in circles around all day between them, the Valiant, and the Mayhem. Right. I think, yeah. I think between like, mm -hmm different metas different rosters or and i and i also think there's something to be said of like the teams are so close it just kind of determines on who let's, of uh, their extra players steps up yeah. yeah just because we don't have a lot of time left we've been uh, extended bren we have more oh. air time how much time oh we wow yeah we have until uh we have 25 more minutes oh nice. excellent well i i still think that's that's fine then, yeah the pace that we're yeah. going at uh prediction time let's start with the first match that we got uh, roll it up. It's the Dallas Fuel versus the Toronto <laughs> Defiant. Oh, Lord. Wow. Come on, dude. Johnny, I, I hope the K place. I hope the K place. That's all. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of banking on Decay just not playing and Dallas not fixing their issues. And I think Toronto have been looking better. I don't know about you guys. Did, did you all think that you were going to yeah. be the only one to predict Toronto? Yeah. yeah. Really? I did. Oh, I thought more people would. I thought we all would have picked Toronto. Well, I, I, I feel like it's just like it's. It's just based on where the decay plays, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, here's the same thing. A vast power ranking, you put like Dallas, like second to lowest. And I'm like, are you supposed to rank Dallas alone without decay? Are we just supposed to forget about decay because he didn't play one match? But I don't mm. think he's going to play this match either. Like nothing. Why? Yeah. Because he said he wants a break. He said he wanted to break because there's been no indication that he's coming back for the next match. And because... Why, if you've benched him for the Titans, why would you bring him back for Toronto? Like, it, it, you've already thrown your seed away. Why not just field him for the summer showdown? I looked at I looked at the papers and I I, I thought to myself, <laughs> Dallas is the better team, and if Toronto wins, so be it. But it was, <laughs> you know. So you watch Dallas lose the Rio to Vancouver, and then you decide, do you think Toronto is that bad? Well, I mean, Gladiators lost to Boston, and then we can't just dis dismiss all of but... Gladiators. You know, like shit matches happen. You, look, all I'm saying is, I probably expect Toronto to win, but I didn't feel good predicting <laughs> mm. against the Dallas Fuel uh -huh. when their peak potential is so high, if the K plays. I Sorry, say... by the way, I am happy to throw the Gladiators away. I, I don't know if you watched their match this week, but it was... Against Houston? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. fucking bizarre. Like they anyway, were... anyway you're getting off track here, Josh. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I, I actually wanted to talk about that on the show. He did say that, but... Yeah, but never mind. Never mind. <laughs> did you? Yeah, never mind. Bren, yeah, Bren we'll runs the show it. now. Wait, you wanted to talk about it? Yeah, because Gladiators had that super weird match, but it doesn't matter. We'll talk about it when we do power rankings or something. We'll, no, we'll find a place. Yeah, anyway, I, I just want to finalize this by saying that Dallas looked gigapoo. Uh, <laughs> actual gigapoo. Can you do that again? Match previously, so. Johnny's prediction is sponsored by Arrow. Yeah. And his and his mid game quote. <laughs> if they if they turn around, they turn around. What's the next prediction? What's the next match we're looking look, at? Look, I'm not. I'm, look, I'm not a Dallas fan because Johnny, why would I want to be that depressed? Johnny Johnny loses years of his life being on the show. What in <laughs> Lord's name is this? <laughs> I'm riding the shockwave hype train, dude. I'm genuinely happy about shockwave. You guys are quite surprised at this, safe. huh? I am quite surprised at this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Boston have looked good. Both of these teams look like they've improved. Yep. But the Titans, I think, are finally starting to develop into a team that yeah. 
Like with Shockwave and Dalton, I think they have a good chance in this match. I uh, okay. So some of the factors where I predicted Boston here. <laughs> when I took a look at okay, so I, I look at the I looked at I, okay. This is gonna sound dumb as fuck. <sighs> Ping. What? <laughs> what? Ping. Plays Ping? A, plays a big part in the performance of players. A okay. big part. And Boston yeah. have a full squad in the building. Doesn't Dallas as well and they just lost? Okay. Ignore Dallas because yeah. Dallas are just like this little extra uh, black hole of suckiness that oh. just sit over there. But Boston, oh. I think, are on the right path. Punk yeah. coming in. Yeah. Color X not playing me. Has changed the game for Boston. <laughs> because it feels like Boston, for the longest time, were just kind of coasting in the league. Like, they, they had no motivation, it felt like, to improve. But I think the, this injection of new players, Mikey or Punk, whatever, whatever you want to call it, something's changed internally in this team, and it's fired them up again to improve. It's uh, fired them up again to, to actually play as a team and get better. I, I, you can tell in the way that they conduct interviews. You can tell at the end when they win a match, they're all huddled around each other. There is momentum behind Boston right now, but there's also momentum around Vancouver. But I just had a feeling, and I felt like it would be a bit disingenuous to count them out. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with you, especially because Color Hex has looked worse on... Uh, Tracer this week than he did on the Echo. And I'm not saying that he looked bad on Tracer, but I think Colorhex being able to play Echo when the pool opens up again next week favors Boston more than this hero pool does. But I also think the Shockwave just looked really good on the Echo yeah. too. So I, I think this is a, a, a close fight yeah. between two teams that are actually starting to dredge their way out of the absolute... Yeah, this is going to be a long match. I already feel it. Seven mapper? Yeah, you know, it could be a uh, you know it could be a six mapper. You know, one of the classic. I could also just see Boston six winning. Maps. You can I see could Boston also just see Boston three zero wing. Yeah. Honestly, good because they have nice to know that I've converted you all. What's huh? I said it's nice to know that I've converted you all. I mean, you didn't convert anybody. I think we're all standing behind our picks of Vancouver, but <laughs> no, we're just cheap. We don't have any opinions. We just agree with yeah. them. Yeah. All right. New York versus the Guangzhou Charge. Oh, oh why? Why, dude? Matt, Matt a Long Island boy. He's gone for New York. I'm, I'm not exactly like all gung ho on the Guangzhou Charge. I don't know. Wug ho? The Guangzhou. Guangzhou. <laughs> Guangzhou Charge, man. Uh, <laughs> what? They have two, three, uh, two game fives this week. I think with New York having another week to incorporate like Haxel into the lineup, I think they have a chance. I look, I don't think this is going to be a lot like how Bren just predicted uh, Boston, and it could be a series that could easily go the other way. I, I think this is probably a close match, like a 3 1, 3 2, either yeah. way. But I, I have a feeling New York will take it. <laughs> this feels like whenever we unveil this, it's like when you unveal in the Super Smash or Sma uh, Mario Party or whatever, that is like the game, the mini games, like, oh, it's us three against that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's beat him. I love how our predictions always turn out like this as well. Yeah, a, I don't know why I found that so funny. There's always one person <laughs> on an island. I'm funny, Brent. What are you yeah. doing? But, but no one else is laughing with us, Charlie. No one else is laughing. It's just me and you. I found it mildly amusing. Oh, my God. <laughs>
It's funny because the, the graphics set up in the same way that it is in Mario Party as well. Why anyway. am I crying? I, I, I'm, I, I don't know about this one though, because now that you're talking about it and now I'm thinking about it even more, I'm starting to, I'm starting to be doubting my Guangzhou. Guangzhou, Guangzhou's really? games are, Guangzhou's no. games are always so close. Like, uh, they're what, plus, I think they're only plus one in terms of map differential right now. No. So the but, thing that, the I thing think that, so. uh, take a look. Over the edge was I think that Nero and Neptuno's quarantine is ending pretty soon. I yeah. think this week is ending. Right into so the mix. Not, yeah. Um, I, I I don't have inside information. I just know that they went into quarantine roughly two weeks ago. They just got back into scrims yesterday. Yeah. No, Gu okay. Guangzhou well, is uh Guangzhou's thirty two maps uh up, thirty one maps lost. Really? I think um I think Sombra being back might help Guangzhou a bit too. So mm, uh, that's yes. a good shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the open hero pool is going to help Guangzhou more than it would help New York. Does it though? Because you can't run Eileen and um, well, I guess maybe you can, but I wouldn't Eileen have to run Eileen and Happy in an open hero pool because you need Nero to be able to play. Like, if you want to run a May or if you want to run like a I don't know, like Pharaoh, we've seen a couple of teams running or something like that. Um, then Nero would be your guy to be able to do it. But it seems like they've specialized recently in the like double hit scan kind of stuff where Nero's tracer, I don't know. Nero's tracer has always been really good, but I just watched Eileen shit on some kids and um, <laughs> apparently he's only played tracer for like a week. So I don't know what to think anymore about Guangzhou. Yeah. I don't know. It's oh, going to not... be close. I think this isn't even the last match. We've got two more to predict. What's oh, this okay. one? Okay. Oh. Pretty understandable. I think yeah. that we've all gone Valiant here after gassing them up for the entire episode. Dude, Baby Bay is going to fucking come at Josh hard on Twitter. Yeah. Why? Baby Bay doesn't play for the Paris Eternal, match. Oh, shit. I, I thought that was an Atlanta <laughs> logo. <laughs> what? He's still going to come at Josh. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know why I said be. that because I looked at this earlier. I was like, oh, Valiant's going to have an undefeated stage. Stage? Or whatever we're calling these yeah, now. Tournaments. Right. They're Tournaments, master stages. Yeah. But yeah, they're basically stages. The best case scenario going into the summer show showdown in my opinion <laughs> would be if Paris Eternal now dives with Diva back in the pool and like Sombra mm. and just mm. own the Valiant and you go into the summer showdown and you're like what is happening that like, would be sick that, that would be sparkle just dominating or somehow, they, fucking, like... they double down on the Genji and play Brig with the Genji and armor pack him up I could no, see a world in which like dive is discovered by some team and it's probably gonna be a team like like i'm saying as if it's like a fucking undiscovered element like i don't take around ah oh, we have found dive the essence of dive <laughs> um, but, but shanghai have found a lot of success running dive and a lot of the asian teams have been running much more than the na teams and i think i don't think it's that the na teams are necessarily better at anti-dive but that the Asian teams have a bit more coordination and better Winston players, generally speaking. And it, it, I could see some world in which Paris figure out like a good method of diving Valiant. Because Valiant, you've got to remember, are a very inflexible team. I, they, yeah. They've got Shaxx and KSP, who basically only play the heroes that they are currently playing in this hero pool. And so if you can find a way of breaking that comp, you might just break the Valiant. When was the genji patch i don't think Dude, it's if that comes into play 
this or next week. Dude, that's Holy bucks. cow. June Yo, the 16th. Dude. <gasps> Doesn't even come into it. Wait. I don't think there is like a cycle though. Is it always two weeks or something? Yeah, generally speaking, I think yeah. it's two weeks. I think it's, it might. If it's be. two weeks, it would come in for the summer showdown, but not for these matches. Which would be just bonkers. Paris, we gotta bring get the, John Paris get the 13th seed and then they fight their way back with the Genji buffs. <laughs> Could happen. Could happen. Do you think they'll have a worse record than Dallas? No. <laughs> Only Sorry. God play the Genji. Next match is Philadelphia Shock. And we've oh, all boy. gone Shock. I think that's reasonable, but someone yeah. could play devil's where advocate the, here. Where was the respect that you were going to put on the Philadelphia Fusion, Matt? Where oh, was... well, look, I mean, if you're predicting the match, you take the Shock, right? But I, I think this is one... Uh, it, I would not be shocked if either team won this game. Mm. Like, if we, if we left this game and, like, Philly ended up beating the shock i mean the shock I haven't had exactly like uh you know the best practice leading into it by playing washington I... uh, <laughs> and the same with philly beating the shit out of boston but still i mean i think there's with an open pool like uh, you never know what could happen i think this would be a uh, philly needs this game way more than san francisco but i i still have the shock coming out on top i think yeah the fact you that we all predicted that. shock here just yeah. reinforces my argument that Philly are just not that elite yet. Because well, I would, but well, uh, no. What? How does that I make would, any sense? Uh, so, so you're saying the, uh, that, that that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Okay, okay. So, okay. so, so the, the the fact that we're not taking Philly against the undisputed best team in North America backs yep. up the claim that they're not good at all. I how, many they're not good at all. how many other teams would you pick against the shot? That's not what I'm saying, but we have taken chances on plenty of other teams, but no one here wants to take a chance on Philly, despite the fact well, they're all making arguments so they can be a top team. It's well, so... We, exactly. We take, we take chances in games that people don't care about. Uh, you know, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll fucking take Washington on a whim just to get some no, people no, no, happy no, no, in the no, comments. No, no. Who but, cares? <laughs> okay, maybe I'm, you know putting my argument in the wrong frame here uh maybe i need to spruce it up with some van gogh next to it i don't no, know well the, the, the way i see this bren it's like <laughs> just because 51 percent well, chance to win something uh, this is a really bad argument against the johnny i don't know what you're talking no, about i'm just i'm just saying like <laughs> if you could predict 51 percent chance to no. win or 49 chance to win, you would always predict 51 well, chance to win because you have a bigger chance of winning. That doesn't mean 49% is a small chance. Well, I think it, Bren. But if, we'd always predict the better. Well. Bren, if the Shock played against the Mayhem this week, who would you have picked? I, I don't know what I'm doing. If the Shock played against doing? the Mayhem this week, who would yeah. I have picked? I could have picked. No. I would have picked Shock, <laughs> no. but I think okay. I. I could have made an argument uh, for me. If, if the shock played the valiant, who would you pick? But, but I here's the thing with this. I think <laughs> if, if if the shock played against mayhem, I I wouldn't be surprised if one of us predicted mayhem. But if all of I us would. didn't predict shock here, I would be quite surprised. Josh, what I'm would you have taken the mayhem over the shock? No. Valium? Would you take the valiant over the shock? Um. No. But I would right. have been very 
No, I wouldn't have been tempted, but I would have I, I would have thought it was reasonable if someone had had the ball. Which I to think go. you put Philly in the same spot. It would have been reasonable if somebody would have predicted them. But you still you still favor the shark heavily. See, I don't really buy that though, because I kind of have some idea of what Bren is talking about. Is that when you have upset potential, it's normally because the underdog team has something going for them that could get them the win unless Shock shut it down. But Shock just kind of outclassed Philly in 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 most aspects. I include in their team play, they've got the players to be able to stand up to them. Mm -hmm. They they're just as I versatile. Like when, oh. I like when Josh helps me formulate my argument. Yeah, I mean that, that's literally what he's there for. You just kind of ramble and make a weird. Uh, what was it earlier? Cat in the poo. But thing, that's a good. Then... That's a good. Let's be honest. That's good. That's like a good the analogy. analogy. Yeah, that's yeah. the that, that that's Brennan is best. That, I'm sure that a couple of people listen and they got they got a chuckle out of it. I brightened someone day. <laughs> a couple you know of I mean? people. A little Timmy. Real I brightened healthy. someone day, and that's all that matters. Anyway, are we finished that, with this? You brightened yeah. my day. That'll bro. be the uh, that'll Thanks. be the <laughs> clip that people use where they're like, "Oh, Bren's got one just absolutely pepega take per well, episode." People, like people say, like eliminate I... the Sol Dynasty's main melee results to qualify. Well, there was one guy in a Reddit thread who's like, "Yeah, I agree." Everybody else is like, <laughs> "You're an idiot." <laughs> People have a lot of issue with my takes, but that's why I'm here and you're not. No, I feel like we've been better about being smart. The, the <laughs> I feel like we've grown smarter every episode. Am I wrong? I think they mainly yeah, have yeah, issue true. with me, uh, though, don't they? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, where are not we, Bren? Where are we? We've been better about being smarter than all of a sudden Johnny's like, yeah, 51% of these things equals... I was like, what the hell? I was like, he's just talking about a bunch of math stuff. Bre Damn, Johnny, dude, when, when do you have to go? Is it like five minutes? Uh, Let's say eight minutes. Eight minutes. Okay, let's all speed right. run let's the power, power rankings. rankings. Speed yeah, yeah. run. And then uh, Brent's player of the week. Okay. I can't really see Have we too done much. any of the... Have... Is, Hello? Is, is T-Mobile going to like this episode? That's yeah. what I really want. Hell yeah. Yeah. Because right. well, we love T-Mobile. Yeah. Uh, so does Brent have to do another funny story? Or are we good? <laughs> no. No <laughs> more funny stories. No more funny stories. I would put the Valiant above the, the Mayhem and the Fusion right now. Yep. I mean, maybe yeah. that's being too meta-specific, but I, I think that the meta when it opens up is still going to look pretty similar to this. I like this top four, personally. Yeah. So do I. Uh, how far do we put down Dallas now? Oh, I think 19th, if not. Yeah, 19th, I think. But Decay is going to come back at some point. Do they go to the Chengdu zone until they we see them at full strength again? Oh. They still looked terrible. Like, like the, just just remember back to the synergy, the coordination of the Dallas show without Decay. Like, but if they have Decay, they're still going to be I able don't... to beat like, most of these teams. I don't think Decay uh, you has think so? that yeah. good of a performance that many games in a oh, row. Like, eventually, he is going to... You've got to factor in the mental boomage. Like, those players knew they were going to lose as soon as they stepped into the but, server. Eventually, the Decay justice. is going to crack. Put yeah, put, about, put them above the that's, justice. That's yeah. just really disrespectful. Yeah. Put them yeah. above the justice. Above yeah. the justice. I, I will say, I have them way higher in my power ranking because I, ba I base them based on yeah. Decay being back in the lineup. Yeah, like, Decay's not gone forever. Until he's gone forever... You we still should have to keep the, uh, them higher. We should put the justice in another section for teams that are on summer vacation. <laughs> Hot take. I think Houston are the fifth best team. 
Wow. No. Oh. Fifth over yeah. Paris? No. Yeah. I actually, well. No. I, you think they're better than Atlanta too? Yep. I put I think, Paris over Houston. Yeah, I would also. I, I think, think the, Houston looked good. Houston did look pretty good. I also yeah. thought that Gladiators were so weird though. Like why the <laughs> fuck are Gladiators trying to run weird little like, I don't know, odd rush comps with Cloudy instead of just focusing on their fundamental. Because it worked yeah. that one game I, against Atlanta. They made it work. I, I don't know what's happening with that. Like just play double hit scan with Kevster. Like just default. I think you still have to put Gladiators above Atlanta though because they beat them recently, right? Yeah, it's true. Even though... I, I do I do think that the gladiators are trending uh, downwards. I yeah, I thought Atlanta I thought that was a one off with Cloudy uh, just pulling the weight for Yeah, players. it was I mean I casted that and it was just a really odd series. I mean they made the rush comp with Cloudy work on Junkertown. Uh <laughs> yeah, Reinhardt so rush Junkertown defense. <laughs> Cloudy, it was super odd. Cloudy was cranking nineties, bro. He was playing some Fortnite before yeah. that. <laughs> so Cla Cloudy strange. I have a funny I have a story about Cloudy. Uh, he... Uh, I always used to see him on my block walking to go get uh, Korean bar, what I thought was Korean barbecue. And I was like, man, he's always at the Korean barbecue spot. We'd always like, wait, we see each other on the street. Uh, and then I found out that that's where they practice. So for, <laughs> for a while, I thought he was always like, I thought this guy was eating like four things of Korean barbecue a day. Like, I'd always <laughs> just see him just out, out, by, out by my place. But yeah, I feel pretty good about that ranking, honestly. Uh, like, I don't feel. Boston? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Toronto think three nailed the Vancouver Titans recently. Like they, they're looking yeah all right. Didn't right. look amazing. Well, Who did Toronto just APEC lose to? Wait, you guys all predicted. Why are you guys putting Boston? You're not arguing with this Boston over Vancouver thing. I think Titans still have to beat them in order yeah, to be to ranked higher than yeah, them. Okay, first, yeah. but you predict them to win. Yeah, I think they're trending upwards, but I don't think they've proven it yet. Well, he's eating his words live on the cast. Well, for example, I would also not predict the Gladiators to beat Atlanta right now, because I think the Gladiators are trending downwards, but I think you have to move people fairly slowly in a prior uh, rankings. Yeah. Uh, Apart from Dallas, I, I, would, get to the I, would, I would like to swap Atlanta with Gladiators. I'm down with that, yeah. Personally. I would make big changes to this, but I'm not going to bother, because it's Pat <laughs> Chat, not Master Chat. I see, Master I chat. see. What do you the... do with the Asian region? I think uh, Hangzhou number two. Guangzhou second. No, yeah. wait, no. Hangzhou number two. And, uh, this no. is based on potential. No, Guangzhou when Guangzhou's look like a better team. Hangzhou. Guangzhou, there just based go. on evidence, must yeah. be number two. London over Chengdu. Yeah. Oop. There we go. And there Seoul go. just stays there. You think yeah, I think yeah. so. And they I think exist. that's a fair position for them. That Good speed run, right. guys. Well done. Nice. Houston Outlaws yeah. fans, very happy. I mean, I, they're doubly happy this week because Dallas also fell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Houston too. looked good, though, in my opinion. Like, yeah, they look self-confident, creative. I like you, that. You can tell that the longer they work with hydration as their as the main tank, the better they're looking. Yeah, yeah. It's just I so agree. weird to see. He was. Yeah, I mean, the previous week to that, he looked abysmal. I think, but he's been getting better. He is improving, yeah. but yeah. you know. Glad okay. for Houston Outlaws fans. They're ca finally catching a break, and they actually look pretty good, so congrats. Yeah. It's time for Bren's Player of the Week. Roll the clip, Kurt. Roll it. Roll it. Bren's Player of the Week. Sent <laughs> by T. Mobile. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that looks good. Look Presented by T-Mobile. Dude, we got some... Let's go. Ooh.
production no, value, oh, bro. Dude. Production value yes. going through the roof. This week is Baby Bay for his tweet to Josh. <laughs> oh, coming up with a new copy <laughs> pasta, baby. Throwing it out there. Let's go. Hey, man, do if you keep trying to get me out of my job, I'm going to come and steal yours, you little bitch. Now give daddy a smooch and say you're sorry. <laughs> what a tweet. What do you have to say baby. in response to this? All I can say is it was Father's Day yesterday, baby bay. I'm sorry, daddy. I'll give you a smooch whenever I next see you and COVID isn't a problem. <laughs> I, I, here's the thing. I keep saying on my stream to the people asking me where Erster is, I'm saying like, all right, but baby bay is like the, the hit scan specialist for this team. The reason I tweeted is because they had a map where baby bay was playing Tracer for the whole map. And I was like... This has gone too far. <laughs> I must make a tweet. And immediately Baby Bear's like, you're coming for my job, you little bitch. <laughs> I love Baby Bear. Oh, Baby Bear is great. He, he is awesome. a class personality. Yeah. I'll never forget when Malik rang him on the phone and he just swore live on watch. <laughs> that was right, you tilted him. A legendary oh, moment. Uh, and Bram was like, can't hear you. I'm out. I can't swear. I can't go back at him, can I? You know? Uh, like there's nothing so I can fun. say that that you know. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was pretty time. amazing. I I mean I do still have some concerns about us to be <laughs> running this lineup, and Baby Bay I think is at his best when he is a specialist rather than being like a full time player. Ah, uh, you're 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 poking player. a bear, dude. You're poking but, the bear. Uh, but okay, I'll give Daddy a smooch this one time, <laughs> and I'll smooch. accept that Atlanta know best, and we'll see. I mean they they haven't been doing well, so. Uh, he isn't eating thousand dollar steaks anymore because they haven't been getting the winning money. True. So True. he's he's got to try and look after me instead of fucking at seven a.m. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Where, he's, what? He's chasing me for a smooch instead of finishing fucking at seven a.m. And you know the classic the... other baby bay copy pasta. You're five stacking and I just got finished fucking at 7 a.m. Yeah, yeah, I just uh, oh, I, I actually wasn't much. aware of the copy pauses. I was like, where the hell did that come from? I was like, that. Wait, you're not aware Wait, of you know the aware of this? Know this? Baby Bay copy pasta? Oh, nah. God. Really? Oh, let me try and let me try and look it up because it's so uh, good. Uh, nah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm a boomer, You're the pop I guess. culture god. What happened? Yeah, I'm not, more I'm, important not, than Yeezys, dude. I'm not up to date on my baby bay copy pasta memes, I guess. Oh, here oh, it is. Okay. It's like oh I can find here it is here it is, uh, I'm gonna right. post it in the in the chat for you. It's it goes like this, it's Baby Bay and it's a quote directly from Match Chat and it's it's like 7 a.m. I just got done fucking <laughs> you kids are six. <laughs> you actually said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. yeah. But it's hilarious. not it's not from an Overwatch League match. It's from right. uh, rank. Yeah, that's right. He meant, oh, he yeah. meant the six stackers and ranked, you know. Sometimes you just gotta put them in their place by proving that you uh, have sex. Oh, I love who the, who the hell is uh, who the hell's ranked playing ranked at seven a.m. Yeah, that's well, right. They're just trying to boost the SR. Six stackers, like back you know? when you could get like five thousand SR by just six stacking and shit, you know, abusing. Yeah. Ever more also, also, also there's this one. I mean, did, were you aware of this incredible copy pasta from? King Baby Bay as well when he responded to Bren. Uh, this was part of like the the Wait. same shit talk dialogue when you were gonna one v one him, and he oh, said, I "Sorry, I, I, so I just got done eating this thousand dollars steak with all my handsome and jacked friends with our model girlfriend. Something your six foot four slim dad bod couldn't possibly comprehend." 
<laughs> what was the video? Uh, I, 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 I think you were just caressing. Uh, you were just caressing here. this dude. DJ Khaled? Yeah, you were just caressing DJ Khaled. Oh, I can yeah, hear just, it now. Can you turn up a little bit more? You guys can't hear this. Ow. It looks great. I think. I think you lost this banter war, if I had to guess. Well, I didn't really know what to respond with, but did I lose it with a video like this? Wait, wait, you got to play the rest of it, Kurt. You can't just lose it. What the? I can't even remember oh, the rest sorry. of this video. I recorded it. Oh, you caught me in a bad moment, you know. I was just chatting to my good friend, DJ Khaled. You may know him from such hit singles like... Uh, what? Wait, do I do something weird here? Put your hands up in the air for Jesus. And, uh, and... Uh, I, I thought you ripped your top off, well, but I don't I think you actually you. do. Baby Bay, Andre, my guy, glasses coming off. Listen. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, turn it off, Kurt, turn it off, turn it off. Turn it off, turn it off, Kurt, turn it off. I think you were just saying you were on a pure diet of honey as well, weren't you? A diet of honey? Brand is so embarrassed. Yeah. Oh my god. God, I looked good back then. My god. Gods, I was strong then. You're talking about like it was like ten years ago. Alright. I I gotta go, gentlemen. Is T-Mobile happy? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, I'll get on the phone yeah. with Mr. T-Mobile and I'll ask him. Uh, no, I just want to make sure, you know. Dude, how do I know? T-Mobile. I'm just saying T-Mobile because we love T-Mobile. Yep. Shout out. T-Mobile. T-Mobile Massive. Be you. We got a lot of fun stuff coming as well with T-Mobile. Bye.